タリング、with intent。シリーズ6プログラム3火曜日 Last night in bed after midnight, on account of some unexpected washing up that I chose not to leave to the next morning. Then, in the morning, up at my seven o'clock alarm, walking into an orderly kitchen reaffirmed that choice. Well, orderly for us anyway. During the night, my brain bounced me out of another dream that was about to turn violent. If I recall correctly, the other guy was messing with some stuff I was doing something with, and he was bigger than me. Nevertheless, I got up close and was about to let him have one in the store when I got bounced. It's probably just as well. It's not as though I shorted myself a huge amount of sleep. I still got over six hours. However, by the afternoon, I was really feeling tired. A nap would have been great, but I was slow about getting stuff done, so I didn't think I could afford the time. Also, I couldn't know for sure whether someone would try to get a hold of me. And it could have even been for something useful. So, with those stakes, such as they were, I struggled on. Coffee and a snack helped a bit. Let's say you're writing down stuff that you're doing, but in the end, it's all supposed to be from the point of view of looking back at the past. The thing you have to watch for is that your verb tenses and whatnot remain consistent. Mostly simple past tense to represent completed actions, even though at the time you're writing, those actions aren't necessarily complete. You could leave it all until later, but who wants to trust memory? Anyway, that kind of grammatical gymnastics doesn't necessarily come naturally, so you have to catch it later when you're editing. However, if you're also used to narrating past events using the simple present tense, But you've decided to switch styles, well, that makes things more challenging. Washing the dishes with the machine took a turn for the challenging today. The specific nature of the problem isn't important. What is important is that the machine has been in service for quite a while, and perhaps longer than a dishwasher typically is, and we might be looking at having to replace it. Having recently replaced a couple of other appliances, I can confidently say that I'm looking forward to this with all the enthusiasm that I would normally reserve for root canal surgery. The whole drill of finding the replacement, navigating the sale, delivery, and installation, and then getting used to the machine itself. Ugh. I understand that, like a root canal, once the need presents itself, the resolution is unavoidable. Still, I'd rather not. Not to the extent that I'd chew off a limb to escape it, but, you know, getting there. So, the other morning, on my first stair walk of the day, I cut myself a bit of slack on the mask wearing. Now, masks are no longer mandatory, and most people aren't wearing them anymore most places. But, looking at the news, I think it's still a good idea. And after all the practice I've gotten, It's not really so onerous, 
So for my protection, and everyone else's, I wear one. But I don't hassle anyone else who doesn't. To each their own, and all that. Anyway, back to the slack. First thing in the morning, there's pretty much no one in the stairwell, so for those parts of the walk, I slide the mask down so that I can breathe that sweet, clean stairwell air. Later that day, however, I did run into someone in the stairs that I pretty much had to stop and chat with. I had my mask, they were not wearing one. But it's all good. Last night, in bed after 11.30, but before midnight. Haven't yet planned how to get to bed earlier. I slept reasonably well, up this morning at my 7 o'clock alarm, out for my walk, put away dry dishes from last night, and made breakfast. Noted, perhaps not for the first time, that organic apples are not quote-unquote pretty, but they taste just fine, if not better than the non-organic ones? Regular ones? Regular ones. Sure. I should try a taste test sometime. Anyway, I feel better for buying organic. You know, sustainability and all that. Would it be elitist of me to also think that I'm leaving the more economically priced product for those who are more price sensitive? Am I a one percenter of apples? Hmm. Did I mention the giveaway corner in the mailroom? Lately, a bunch of stuff has come in, perhaps because of Christmas, perhaps because of year-end cleaning. Anyway, it didn't stay for long, maybe because it appealed to someone, but I suspect the cleaners didn't give it much time. I could be wrong. Anyway, just notice that stuff usually lingers longer. I suppose it's inevitable that people are going to get rid of things and try to get someone else to take them rather than just tossing them straight into the garbage. But maybe we could all make more of an effort to acquire things more carefully, he says looking at all the stuff around him. Ha! The thing about sumo, and I suppose this is true for any sport that's played on any scale, is the amount of information the viewer gets hit with. Some people handle it better than others. Me, I need a structure, and then to absorb the information into the structure gradually and build context gradually. So, watching this stream this evening, I decided I'd focus on one Bea, find out who's from it, and then pay particular attention to just those matches and try to build around that. All of this, of course, adds more to try to fit into the day, but doesn't add more time to do it. It's like that old thing about how you can buy a book but not the time to read it. So, the trick will be to try to do something about all the things I want to do something about without forcing too much and making any of it start to become onerous. It'll force me to look at the day more strategically, see things as a whole, and then put things into it more carefully. Sort of like a room that has room for only so much furniture. Then again, all of this is still pretty low stakes, so no need to sweat about it. Apropos of nothing, the news. Me, I like my news dry, fact-based, 
and with as few sound bites or quote unquote human interest angles as possible. I understand that not everyone might feel this way. Anyway, lately, I have been getting more into opinions and analysis. I figure if it's someone's job to pay attention to something and if they've got an education in that thing along with some time spent looking at it, some time and experience, uh, they might have something worthwhile to say about it. Beats social media. Last night in bed around 11.30 and up with a 6 o'clock alarm to get to an 8 o'clock appointment. That appointment went well, as expected, done by 9. I needed a bit to eat so I stopped at a place nearby. Looking at the people behind the counter, it never ceases to impress me how well a group of people can move around in a confined space without bumping into each other and how scary I'd find it to be a new person in there not being part of the flow and interrupting everyone else's flow. Which is pretty much how I feel when I use most public washrooms. Anyway, within an hour of getting home, I happened to glance out the window and saw that it had gotten quite foggy, and it made me think of that movie. Recently we saw the anniversary of the death of a certain musician. And I recall the job I had had in Japan where one of my co-workers was a big fan of this musician. Or was it another musician? This question started to bug me. So I went looking online for my ex-co-worker, but I found no trace of them. Then I remembered another of our co-workers who might either know the answer to my question or at least know how to contact the first co-worker. Search it, search, and I found co-worker number two sent them an email explaining my query and acknowledging that this may look like a strange question after all this time of not being in touch and otherwise wishing them a happy new year. Got a reply back soon thereafter and they know neither. Can I just drop this? Will it keep bugging me? Time will tell. My dental hygienist and I have, I believe, a good working relationship. They clean my teeth, and between visits, I try to keep them from having to do too much work. And, from all indications, it seems to be working. Anyway, today, I learned that they'll be going on leave for a while, so my next visit or two or three will be with someone different. And it'll probably be someone I've never met before. Now, I've been going to the same dentist for quite a while, so I'm confident in their staffing, but nonetheless I feel a bit of trepidation. My hygienist tells me that they'll be giving me a good reference. <laughs> so on the one hand I'm flattered, but on the other I feel a bit of pressure to live up to it. Which I guess is okay. So that idea I had about watching that one sumo recap each day has not worked out. Instead, I've been watching the live streaming. I don't think it's so much the live part as the novelty of watching the lower divisions. 
Anyway, I've tried to narrow my focus and dial down the information overload by randomly selecting one Bea and then specifically watching the matches featuring their fighters. None of them, as it turns out, are in the top divisions. Anyway, I check the list of matches, see where my guys are in the lineup, and then do my whatevers but try to stop in time to catch the matches. Therefore, also out the window is my idea of giving my full attention to one thing at a time. Maybe I can plan to have more things out of the way come the next tournament in March. Other than learning Japanese for living in Japan, I've never been a big language learner. I'm receptive to the idea, just not much on making an effort. Now that I'm listening to more news these days, it might be good to try listening to news in other languages. If I'm listening to the same stories in English and then another language, it might help me to recognize vocabulary faster. It's not your typical structured approach to language learning, as the input is not graded in any way to accommodate beginner level ability. On the other hand, it is structured because there's a topic to tie the vocabulary to. It's not like I have to hit a goal in any particular amount of time, so I can just pick up whatever I pick up in the amount of time I spend listening. The trick will be to capture items for a review. My main interest right now is in listening rather than speaking. And should I decide to branch out, it'll be in reading rather than writing. French is an obvious choice, being as it is one of the official languages. And why not Japanese? Last night, in bed between 11.30 and midnight, and up with my 7 o'clock alarm. I had this dream. All I clearly remember is being with a friend in some strange yard and encountering these parrots that were the size of human beings, and then meeting the owners of the yard and the parrots. And at one point, the owners wanted to make a gift for my friend who gave me a look that silently said that I had to decline the gift on their behalf, which I did by making up some COVID-related thing that my friend was supposedly too shy to talk about. And I don't remember anything after that. No sudden ejection for violence-related reasons. Not that I recall anyway. I guess that's a good thing. Anyway, I did all my usual morning things. Then I looked outside, I saw that it had snowed. Not enough to make it really wintry, but probably enough to make driving and walking a bit tricky. It turns out that finding news in French wasn't quite as quick and easy as I thought it would be. What I've been after is a 10-minute segment covering headline news, nothing too in-depth. All I could find was either longer or more detailed. Then I switched from searching with the browser to searching through the podcast app and with relatively little effort found something suitable. Maybe the earlier struggle made me use better search terms or something. I also remembered some time ago listening to Japanese news in a similar format 
and again had trouble finding it through a browser search, but the search in the podcast app located it much more quickly. Maybe I'll have to rethink my bias against apps in favor of browsers. In the evenings, on the one hand, I have a list of things that I'd like to get done after I've finished my day job, and under normal conditions, I can get through them without too much trouble. With the evening sumo streaming on, however, it has become a bit more of a challenge. My target is to do my to-dos until one of the matches that I want to see comes on, then stop to-doing and watch the match, and then go back to to-doing. However, the matches are not on a time schedule as such, just in an order. So, knowing the order and keeping an eye on the progress through the list, I can estimate when the ones I want to see will come on. However, attention-wise, it does detract from doing my to-dos. So I'm thinking that in advance of the next tournament in March, I should see if I can rejig my to-dos so that there's less conflict between them and the sumo watching. It can happen that a person delivering packages in my building has a lot of packages to deliver all at once, and I've seen them dragging these bins around full of packages. The bins appear to be some sort of lightweight things, and maybe they're even collapsible, I don't know. Anyway, recently, on one of my walks through the building, I saw an empty one sitting in the lobby, and I just figured that the delivery person had taken the last packages from it to deliver, and then would be back for the bin to take it away. Later though, I saw that the bin had been moved into the mail room where it stayed for a few days. Then, a day or so later, I was walking in one of the stairwells when I saw a bin on one of the landings between floors. I just figured it was the same bin and somehow it had made its way to the stairwell. Mischievous neighbors, perhaps. However, that same walk eventually took me to the mail room where I saw that the original bin was still there. So now we had two of these things around. A day or so later, the first one disappeared from the mailroom, but the second one in the stairwell is still there. And now that I think of it, isn't this yet another fire hazard associated with these stairwells? The other night, another dream. I was telling someone a story about how, during World War II, the Allied forces launched an operation to evacuate a town in the Netherlands ahead of the arrival of German troops. And in this dream, I referred to the operation as Operation Market Garden. Now, here in my quote-unquote awake reality, I know this would be incorrect, but it occurred to me that in the reality of that dream, it may have been a fact. And this led me to further questions and thoughts about alternate realities. Am I part of only one reality? Are the people I interact with part of only one reality? What if so-called alternate timelines don't only run in parallel, but can actually intersect with each other? If I meet someone who believes in Conspiracy X, which I have seen to be thoroughly debunked, could it be that this person is on another track wherein the facts of reality are different and Conspiracy X is actually plausible, if not actually true. And how would I prove that any two people are part of the same timeline and are always part of that same timeline together? Of course, I'm not saying that this is how it is, but if it were, maybe it would help explain why so many other people are so weird.
It was coming up to midnight, and I was about to look up the difference between Clementines and Mekon when I heard a loud noise from nearby outside the building, and then the power went out. After a few minutes, the power came back on, and I went to reset the clocks on the stove and the microwave. Then, a few minutes later, another noise, a flash of light visible through the blinds, and the power went out again. A few minutes later, it was back on, but I hesitated before resetting the clocks again, and sure enough, a few minutes later, the power went out, and stayed out. I went to bed sometime between midnight and one o'clock, up again at about 10 o'clock in the morning, and the power was back. Had breakfast, did all the washing up that I couldn't do in the dark before bed, etc., etc., etc. Early afternoon, went to the post office and the public library. I was outside on Thursday before, but it still felt as though I hadn't been out in a long time. The day was kind of on the cold side, but sunny. The sidewalks were pretty clear of snow and ice, so the walking was easy. First stop, post office. It's located inside a large drugstore, and it's the sort of place where we still feel more comfortable masked up. Also, the person behind the post office counter was masked, so it seems fair. Then to the library. On the way, there's a churro place, and we stopped to pick up some, along with some empanadas and a small cheesecake. Then, at the library, I just dropped the books in the outdoor slot. It used to be that if the library was open, the slots were locked up. Then, during the pandemic, the library was pretty much closed, so the only way you could return books was through the slots. Then, lockdown ended, but they kept the slots open. Saved me masking up again. Part of my sumo watching problem. Wait, this has become a problem now? Hmm. Anyway, the thing is, what I really mean is that it's hard not to watch the streaming sumo because something I said in the chat one evening appears to have prompted someone to gift me a one month subscription to the channel, which I think is worth all of $7 US or something. But did that come out of someone's pocket or does their own longer subscription give them these giveaways to help promote the platform? Well, anyways, I won't necessarily be taken in too far, but at the same time, I kind of feel obliged to hang out. It's kind of fun though, and maybe I would even buy another one month subscription for March when the tournament comes back. And in case I hadn't mentioned it before, these tournaments run every other month, starting in January, starting on maybe the second Sunday in the month or so. Well, it's always on a Sunday, but second Sunday, I'm guessing. And running every day to the fourth Sunday. So that's like 15 consecutive days. And that's a fair chunk of time. The stairwells in my building are getting a bit run down. The no-slip strips on the steps are showing wear, and the paint on the steps and landings has worn away in spots and some of the no smoking signs have fallen off the walls leaving unpainted square spots where they used to be. Also, I noticed the odd rough patch on the handrails. Not bad enough to take off my skin, but enough to make you think about it. Should I bring it up with the property manager? Most people comment on the state of the hallways and other common areas, but does anyone care about stairwells? Am I going to look like some kind of weirdo? Well, probably not. Maybe I'll say something. Spent most of the evening in front of the computer doing my loitering stuff and watching the sumo. Didn't get up for any walks. Did finish a batch of cold brew that I started this morning, 
but had I not set an alarm, it might have brewed longer than it should have. Not that it's great coffee by coffee connoisseur standards, I imagine, but as with other things, I like it because I made it. Being the only coffee drinker here at home, I don't have to think about pleasing anyone else. I just need to take care not to let that attitude leak into too many other things. Last night, up until sometime between 1.30 and 2, I watched all the fighters from my randomly selected Bea. Each day of the tournament starts with the lowest divisions and then works upward. The highest ranked fighter from this Bea is in the third highest of six divisions and therefore was in the ring before it became impossible for me to stay up any later. Anyway, I have to get back to my working week sleep schedule so I set an alarm for 9 o'clock this morning and managed to get out of bed then, without too much regret at having stayed up. Breakfast, and then onto my usual Sunday tasks around home. It occurs to me that I'm less inclined to do my walks around the buildings on weekends because I don't feel quite so stuck in my chair. Which is not to say that I spend that much less time in the chair on weekends, but it certainly doesn't feel like it. Stayed in all day. No walks, no trips to the store all indoors, all day. Got a fair amount of stuff done in terms of both housework and personal amusement, and I was around the place doing housework, so I wasn't exactly sitting in a chair all day, but neither was I really very active, so not all that healthy. I didn't really look at the day as a whole to see how active it would make me. I had a list of things to do, but that's not really about the uh, shape of the day. That's actually harder for me to visualize, but I feel as though I should make an effort in that direction. It's not as though I get a first draft and then rewrites of this day. It's much more an improvised affair. And while it's possible to improvise something with shape, it's not easy. This evening, let myself out of the sumo early so I could do a few things and get to bed at a decent hour. Things like put away some washed jeans. Now, if you were the sort of person who keeps jeans in more than one size, I wouldn't judge. Variety can be a good thing. Also, holidays and sports watching may influence your eating and exercise habits, and hence the way you fit into your clothes. So, I'm just saying, do whatever you have to do to keep yourself comfortably clothed and don't be intimidated. However, you're going to need to keep your closet organized so that you know what is where to avoid that scenario where you're trying to dress in a hurry but everything you pull out of the closet doesn't fit, and then you get into a panic and next thing you know you have the contents of your closet all over the room And now you've got all that to straighten up. One of the Sunday tasks is to change the bed linens. Well, they're not literally linen. Cotton, actually. And at this time of year, flannel. Is flannel made of cotton? I should look that up. Linens is just what you say, right? Well, you could also just say bedding. So, there we go. So, one of the Sunday tasks is to change the bedding. And it being winter, we have layers. So, it breaks down into a number of small tasks. I try to keep things interesting for myself, so I think about those tasks in some detail. 
how each one is done, in what order, how long it takes, all that. And not just in what order, but in what possible orders, and how those possibilities stack up against each other in terms of overall flow, which may strike some people as overthinking the whole thing. Perhaps so. People who as children learn these things from an adult might, I imagine, just keep doing things the way they were taught and not give it that much thought. And why would you? Unless you had to make it up for yourself or you were bored with having to do it and were looking for some ways of making it interesting. Sifting through stuff from the crawl space and sorting it out, I came across an old set of earbuds. In a case and everything. The brand is one that you see a lot on pro microphones. Anyway, these earbuds have wires. I haven't used wired earbuds in ages. I used to use them all the time, but occasionally the wires would fail and I'd have to get new ones. And then I recall one time buying about five sets of the same kind that I used to use. And now that I think of it, I don't think I used them at all. Anyway, at some point, I switched over to wireless. Now I have to keep track of charge levels. And honestly, can I trust those charge level indicators? It seems that they're either warning me too soon or not soon enough. These wire ones, they're not the brand that I used to usually use. So how the heck did I even get them? When I found them and I opened the case and took them out, the foam pads over the earbuds literally disintegrated. Literally, all this red dust all over the table that I had to clean up. I must have gotten them ages ago. Last night, in bed at around 11, I had some dreams about which I remember little, just that I shared my breakfast with some tall athletic person who seemed to be missing theirs. And when I handed over the portion I was sharing and brought my hand back, my middle and ring fingers were completely missing, not even stumps, just bloody holes where they used to be. In the dream, it didn't hurt, and in the reality of the dream, I must have sensed that it was some sort of illusion because I pressed my hand against my body and felt the fingers were there. After that, I remember nothing, and perhaps even woke up briefly, though I don't remember that either. In the morning, my 7 o'clock alarm went off, but I really didn't feel like getting up, so I reset it to 8, not really thinking about how much less time this would leave me for all my morning to-dos. But as it turns out, it wasn't so bad got my breakfast and the other essentials done before turning on the job laptop, and then throughout the rest of the morning I somehow managed to get to the rest. On one of the social media platforms, someone in my building started a private group for people living in my building. I've got an account for that platform, so I joined the group. Mostly it's about selling things or giving them away. Sometimes it's about building news or other relevant topics of discussion. Today I saw that someone on my floor was selling an armoire. That made me wonder about the difference between an armoire and a wardrobe. So I hit up my usual search engine to see if someone out there on the internet had offered an explanation. What I immediately got were pages and pages of advertising. I tried another search engine. 
less popular but supposedly less intrusive, and got the same thing. So I tried everyone's favorite online free encyclopedia that, they say, anyone can edit. I got no ads and an explanation that armoire and wardrobe are names for the same thing. Good enough. Maybe someday I'll look into how we got more than one word for that thing. I suspect it has something to do with different languages. Then I remembered that I had recycling to take down, so I bundled it up and took it out. At the elevator, my neighbor who was selling the armoire joined me. They had already found a buyer and were on their way to work out the delivery. This morning, I had meant to set an alarm for about 11 o'clock to put on some rice to be ready at lunchtime. But again, I need reminders to set reminders. So the rice didn't get started until close to one. I was near the end of a call on the job when the rice cooker sang its little song to tell me that it was finished its work. Considering where I'm sitting in this place, I don't think my microphone would have picked it up so I don't think the other people on the call would have heard it. But for some reason I remarked on it anyway and got a laugh. Here at home there's an ongoing discussion about how much rice to make at one time. I'm in favor of making smaller batches at a time because I don't think the rice does so well if it sits in the fridge for too long. The trade-off, it's pointed out to me, is that a certain amount of effort in terms of setting things up has to be repeated more often, which I don't mind doing so much. In particular, rinsing the rice is kind of a nice relaxing activity. But someone looking at how I do things would no doubt find fault in my efficiency, or lack thereof. But then again, it's not as though I'm running a business here. In the early evening, after the job was done for the day, I went to a nearby drugstore for a few things. Now, back when we were vigorously defending ourselves against the virus and were doing much more to keep our distance, the drugstore closed its back entrance and we all had to use the one at the front. Approaching the store from my home, there are two ways you can go by. The direct one and the long way around. The direct one passes right by some long-term transit construction, which narrows the sidewalk and gives us less room to maintain our distance. The other way takes longer but offers more space, which to me was an acceptable trade-off. This way around also passes the back door of the drugstore. Since restrictions have been eased and the back door reopened, I like to use the back door. Tonight, however, I decided to live a little and come in through the front. I did my shopping and then left, going back out the front but taking the way past the public library and, as it happens, the churro shop, but they were already closed. I spent the rest of the evening watching the sumo and doing my loitering stuff. I seemed to be in a less of a rush to get through everything, which is good. Though if you're used to being in a rush and then you realize you don't have to rush, it can kind of throw your game off. Do you take advantage of the extra time by piling in more things to do? Do you just stretch out the existing to-dos and do them slower? Or do you enjoy the space? However, if you enjoy the space, are you at risk of slacking off on the things that you still have to do and next thing you know it's midnight and you still have things left? Tonight, that wasn't a problem for me, but it's something I'll have to watch out for. I should also not rule out the possibility of just going to bed earlier and maybe even getting up earlier the next day. I kind of like that idea, and a while ago, for a while, I was actually doing it, getting to bed early and then getting up early. Would I really like to go back to that?
リング、with, intent。シリーズ6。プログラム3。Time for go to bed.